0: You can't wait around to make the perfect amount of money. You can't wait around for your boss to give you that raise for you to be happy.
1: You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, Certified Financial Planner Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hello, everyone. Truth. So many of us feel, as our guest implied at the open, that if we just had X more dollars, whether it's $5, $5, $5,000, $50,000, whatever it is, the stress, the tension, the worries would all go away and we would be happy. Guess what, guys? You know this. That is a lie that we tell ourselves. Welcome, everyone. And to our new listeners, thank you for checking out the show. We keep it short, around 15 minutes, because you're busy, but if you have a little more time, stack a few shows together to fit whatever you're doing while you're listening. Maybe you're commuting, working out, whatever it is. Make this show your own Listen to it for the amount of time that is right for you. Now to our awesome guest. She is Canadian journalist, Melissa Leong. She has a fantastic new book called Happy Go Money. Even the title makes me happy. It's actually ironic because as you're going to hear me call her out on this, she's known to her friends and her family as kind of a Debbie Downer, kind of a negative glasses, half empty kind of person, but she decided not to be. And we get to learn from her why and how that's changed her outlook on money and on life. Here is Melissa Leong. Hey, Melissa Leong, you're a financial grown up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Bobby. I'm very excited. Well, you are a trooper because as we record this, you are one day away from your due date with your second child. So you get the gold star for that. And you are promoting your new book. So you're a Canadian journalist for those in the US that don't know you, but this podcast is global. We have listeners. Thank you, all listeners, for being with us from around the world, including Canada. You are the author of Happy Go Money, Spend Smart, Save Right, and Enjoy Life. And by the way,
0: this is already in reprint. So Congratulations on the success of the book. Oh, thank you. I'm grateful. I just wanted to write something that would make people happy. And so (laughs) I hope it's doing that. This is the
1: thing. I was reading it yesterday and it made me happy because you had a lot of, I don't want to call them wellness tips, but just little ways that you can frame things in your life that make it a lot more... Well, happy, for lack of a better word. It just made me feel better as I was reading. You give people tools. And the irony, Melissa, is that you also call yourself, I think the word is a negatron.
0: So you're a negative person, but you wrote the happy book? I did. I'm a journalist. So I got into journalism so I could... Basically complain for a living, right? And point out all the things that are wrong with the world. But, you know, I think that was one of the criticisms that I got when I was first working on the book. People thought, well, you're such a happy person, Melissa. Of course you can write a book about being happy. And I thought, no, I am, I have to work to be happy. And so does the rest of the world. And so I've got some tips on how to work on happiness and how it relates to money. Which is all good. We're going to get back to some of the specific content of the book later in
1: the podcast, but I want to get to your money story because this is actually not your very first book. This is your first book published by a sort of mainstream traditional publisher, but you actually had a very successful teen trilogy. And by the way, it was, I think the vast majority, 90% of the sales of it were in the United States. You sold something like 70,000 copies but the behind the scenes was not all
0: happy. Tell us your money story, Melissa. So I tried to shop this around. It's a vampire series. During the time, well, it was the the tail end of Twilight. And so no publisher wanted another vampire book. And so I got a lot of no's. And in which case I was faced with this decision of, well, what is my dream worth? I want to get this done. And so what am I willing to invest in myself? And so I created a budget of how much I would spend on pay a designer to uh, create a cover, to publish it myself, to put it out into the world. And I self-published it. And yes, it turned out in more ways than one to be a great, great experience, something that I consider a, a success in my life, something that I could check off my bucket list. And you know, I still get the occasional check in the mail, even though I don't do all that much work publicizing it. I did make my money back and then some, and it was a great basically a great gift that I could give to myself just in terms of learning that I could build a brand, make money for myself outside of a salary, and take those tools and make more money in another career. Tell us more about the journey. I mean you had did you write it first and
1: then you you went to different publishers. How did it actually work? And how did the economics change between if you had gotten a deal with a traditional publisher versus your own situation where you were self-publishing? What did that actually involve from a business and an economic standpoint and a marketing standpoint?
0: I think people don't realize that when you go and you create any product you are entering into a business. You're your own business. You're your own publisher. And so I learned so much about being my own marketing department, my own publishing and quality control and PR. And that all requires resources, time and money. And so, yeah, I didn't have a publisher to uh, push my books. But because I was doing everything myself, I had full control and I had huge percentage of the cut of sales. So a traditional publisher might give you 7% off of the book selling price, but say you publish through Amazon, you get 70% depending on what you price the book at. And so that uh, that was really rewarding. And just we, you know, I realize we're talking about PR for the book. We didn't say what the book title was and where people can get it. We should, no. we should say that, right? <laughs> yes, it's still on Amazon. The first book is called "What Kills Me," and the second is "I Am Forever." And they're teen. It's like a teen adventure novel. It's based on a, a vampire story. Love that. So, what is the lesson for our listeners from your story? How can they apply it to their own lives? It's the same lesson that I have when it comes to happiness. I think we sit around waiting for external factors to fulfill us, and that's not how life will serve you best. You can't wait around to make the perfect amount of money. You can't wait around for your boss to give you that raise for you to be happy. Happiness is for you to fulfill for yourself. It's the same thing with any of your goals or your dreams. And they all seem lofty and they all seem huge in the beginning, but you have to take that first step. You turn on the heat and if you turn off the heat before the water boils, the water will never boil. So you just have to keep going and you break everything down into some sort of small bite-sized goal, like writing a 60,000-word book in six months. That was my goal. And I thought, that is ridiculous. How am I going to do that? Well, I broke it down to the smallest thing. Every single day, five days a week, I have to write 500 words. There you go. And if by by the end of the day, I hadn't written 500 words of something for this novel, then uh, I didn't feel good. And I also had a partner who I could check in with and say, I met my goal today, yay, somebody to keep me accountable. And it was something very tangible to do in a very short period of time. Love that. Let's move on to your everyday money tip because this is something that is so
1: relatable to pretty much everyone. And that is the sort of social media FOMO that we all get, if we're being honest sometimes, <laughs> some more than others but we all have friends out there that have such fabulous... Their lives are so much more fabulous than ours, Melissa.
0: No, they're not. They're not. The internet lies. It's lying. Yes. <laughs> you say
1: that in your book. You actually say that in your book. I think that's the lie. The everything... What do you say? Everything on
0: social media is a lie. It's all curated, <laughs> right? You could filter. You could change anything. You could airbrush your face so it's perfect. You can rent a private jet just to take an Instagram photo in. It is not the best tool to gauge your life, even though as human beings, according to research and science, it shows that we naturally compare ourselves to other people. It is a evolutionary gift that we use our peers as a way to figure out, well, how are we doing? What should we be doing with our own behavior on our own lives? But with social media now, you can compare yourself to anybody, anybody famous, anybody with infinite resources, and anybody who can fake stuff because you have all sorts of tools. But you have a great
1: everyday money tip from this to make us not spend money to keep up with our friends because you actually admit in the book
0: that you've bought stuff because you saw friends having it. Absolutely. it's That it's totally natural. There's a study that shows that if you live beside somebody who's won the lottery, you are more apt to go bankrupt because you're also spending on tangible, visible assets, even though you have not won any money. And so it is something that we beat ourselves up for, but it's something that you can control. You can put a tracker on your phone to see how much time you spend on social media. You can mute the people on social media who make you feel kind of jealous, who make you feel bad about yourself who don't share your values. And you can fill your feed with things that are uplifting, things that inspire you. And if you find yourself comparing yourself to other people, then choose what specific attributes that they have that you admire. So don't admire somebody because they're rich. Admire them because they have some sort of tenacity or some sort of perseverance quality that you think that you would like more of in your own life. Right, and the everyday money tip is to mute the people that are making you want to spend. Yeah, which is a great tip. Not only in social media, but just fill your time with people who 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 make you feel good about yourself. Let's talk more about Happy Go Money because it is a really happy
1: book. But you also you you're pretty sassy in the book, Melissa. Oh. <laughs> like I love one of the things. No, I mean it's 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 so entertaining, truthful, but you nail it. I
0: love what your your niece wanted to grow up to be. Uh, well, she she told me what she wanted to be, and I thought, oh, that's amazing, a VP. If I a VP, right? No, I said I meant a VIP. You know, I want to get into parties. I want free clothes. I want to go to you know all of the. I just want to be rich and famous. And I thought, oh, okay, but you know what? She's not alone. <laughs> there are a lot of surveys that show that American young individuals have that aspiration. Their first aspiration is to be rich, and the second one is to be famous. I think we've always associated money with value, money with happiness. And I think it's just sort of incumbent on all of us to look at ourselves. And I think it's harder with the next generations, right? Because you don't have the filter on, on what you're surrounding yourself with, which is social media. But even for each of us to look at, okay, what fulfills us in life? What makes you happy in life? If you're just using money as a tool to be happy, What actually makes you happy so that you know that you are buying or spending on the right things? If you think about the last week, what were you happiest doing? If it was spending time with your friends, then should you be allocating all of your resources to some outfit or, you know, some thing versus trying to spend more time to bond with your friends or have a new unique experience with them, for example?
1: Yeah. And in fact, one of the things in the book is you basically talk about having a group of friends that have the same values that support you. And at the end of each chapter, you go through little checkpoints and it's frequently things that have to do with that support group and checking in with them and having that continuity and that sort of, you know, looking in the mirror and making sure
0: everyone's still kind of on the same page and keeping you grounded. Absolutely. We're in an ecosystem together. It's a community. And so, yes, there are studies that show that if you attack any goal, you are going to be more successful if you do it with a peer, if you do it with, with peer support. So yes, if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to save more money, if you're trying to get ahead in your career, get together with other men and women who are doing the same thing and who will cheer you on and who will push you further. If you have if you need retail therapy, instead of calling you know, your credit card company to make sure that your limit is uh, not maxed out, call your best friend and talk about that. And so yes, surround yourself with people who will uplift you, who share the same values. And at the same time, it's what you put out there also is important. If you're constantly putting out there on social media that you're, check me out and my selfie my new outfit and, and this vacation that I'm going on, all these things, you know that your friends see that. Your kids see you doing these things. They absorb the message that you're sending. So sometimes we say, you know, there's a chapter in my book that basically says, you know, forget about the Joneses. Sometimes you have to realize, are you being the Joneses? Wow.
1: Okay, everyone has to read this book. Tell us (laughs) where we can find out more about you, my Canadian friend, and the book. Well, the book I know is on Amazon, but tell us all your social handles and anything else we need to
0: know to keep learning more about you and what you're doing. You can find me at melissaleong.com. My book, Happy Go Money, is at all major retailers, including Barnes & Noble, and as you said, Amazon. And I am most active on Instagram. And so while I'm on my maternity leave, that's where I will be present. Uh, Not obsessively, but uh, I'm at Liss Leong. Love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, friends.
1: I loved Melissa's book so much, in case you couldn't tell. It had so much great information, amazing tips and strategies, that I'm actually going to be giving you a little bit more of her advice from Happy Go Money. Financial up tip number one, from Melissa, inventory your stuff. Now we're not saying to do a KonMari, reference to Marie Kondo, who is known for tidying up. Just know what you own so you can make a decision about whether you want to own more and at least know what you have so you don't make buying mistakes. So for example, You don't buy something that you already have five of. You just didn't know where they were. And let's be honest, we've all done that. Make sure you know where your stuff is so it's there for you when you need it. Financial grown-up tip number two. And again, from Melissa's book, Happy Go Money, delete your credit card info from the browser on your computer, your phone, iPad, whatever you use to shop. So you have to manually enter it each time you want to buy something. What I love about this advice is that it's not about buying something, whether you need it or just want it, that's okay. It is about creating a speed bump. So you have to slow down and think about the decision and make it a thoughtful one. And it's okay to buy things. Big thanks to everyone for joining us. If you are not already subscribed, please click that button. Reviews are amazing as are recommendations to friends. In fact, that is the most important thing. We love it when we hear from new listeners that a friend of theirs recommended the show and now they are subscribing as well. And let me know that you also are a listener to Financial Grown Up. Melissa Leong was such a pro. Great info delivered with grace and charm. I learned so much. I hope you guys did too. So big thanks to her for helping us all get one step closer to being financial grown-ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.